Okay, before I get to my next guest, Cindy Miller, I want to give a shout out to a few of our sponsors, starting with our friends over at Strixon Cleveland Golf. Your best performance starts with the right golf ball at Strixon. A global leader in golf ball technology and innovation, Strixon offers a wide variety of award-winning golf balls for golfers of every skill level. Whether you're searching for a tour performance golf ball or a distance golf ball with incredible feel, Strixon provides the best golf balls at incredible prices. Strixon offers a wide variety of personalized options while also developing a highly visible colored golf ball as well. Select the right golf ball for your game today and trust it with Strixon. Check them out online at Strixon.com. S-R-I-X-O-N.com. Find the right golf ball for your game today. I also want to remind you about our friends over at Sun Mountain. There's a company nestled in the valley of Missoula, Montana, that embodies the essence of quality, function, and innovation, and that's Sun Mountain, which started building golf bags back in 1981. They are an industry leader in golf bags, travel covers, outerwear, and push carts. With flagship products that you've come to know, like the C-130 cart bag, the 2.5 ultralight stand bag, the club glider travel cover, the speed cart, and Rainflex rain gear. Sun Mountain continues its quest to provide the very best in golf products to every range of golfer. Visit them online at sunmountaingolf.com to look at their amazing product. Okay, now back in making her eighth appearance with me here on Next on the T is 2010 LPGA National Teacher of the Year, and just one of the great people you get to meet in this life, and that's Cindy Miller. Cindy is from Silver Creek, New York, which is about 45 miles southwest of Buffalo, speaking of Buffalo with Brian Jacobs. She played her college golf as a walk-on, mind you, at the University of Miami. She served as team captain and helped Miami win back-to-back national championships in 1977 and 78. Cindy was named an All-American her senior year. She won the New York State Am in 1978 and qualified for the LPGA Tour in 79. She competed on the LPGA Tour for a few years. She played in five U.S. Opens. She's a Class A LPGA professional. Golf Digest has named her one of the top 50 women teachers in America. In 2011, Cindy was inducted into the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. And on top of all of that, she's a fantastic speaker. So if your business is looking for a great keynote speaker, look no further than Cindy Miller. And I'm excited to have her back with me again tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Cindy, thanks for coming back on the show. How awesome is Brian Jacobs? Brian Jacobs might be one of the nicest people in the world. Agreed. He is uh, He's just a fantastic human being, as are you, the two of you up there in, in uh, upstate New York. I'm not that nice. I'm not that nice. I'm kind of a, a witch. Stop. <laughs> I mean well. I mean well, though. <laughs> Cindy, catch us up. It's been a minute since we got to have you as part of this show. What's been going on with you so far in 2022? The whole world is playing golf in Buffalo, New York. Is that right? Like, un- yeah, I just got my acuity thing. I got 44 students tomorrow. Wow. Tomorrow. Good for you. 44 appointments. Yeah, it's like unbelievable. We have never been this busy. I'm working every day of the week. So thank God. It's You know, it's a blessing. Buffalo people like their sports, so and everybody's trying to learn how to play golf, which is great. Yes, it is. I got one new thing. I got. I got to tell you this. So we've got three beautiful children, right? You know, Kelly works for the Golf Channel. Jamie is my player. He's a plus three at a club here, and he qualified for the U.S. Mid Am last year. 
And Matt is my nice kid who doesn't play golf very well, but he's nice. He's married. He's got two kids. So Jamie thinks he's cool, right? They get married. Oh, I don't think we want any kids. And okay, la di da di da. Well, what do you know? They're pregnant with twins. <laughs> I know. I saw the video of them giving you the you announcement uh, that you posted on you Facebook. Did not. I did. Oh. oh, and then when he did that, because I didn't think they could get pregnant, and I said, "You didn't videotape that, did you?" He goes, "Yes, I did." I said, "Who did you show that to?" He goes, "Let's just say it's gone viral." <laughs> oh my God, you little brat. Anyway. Congrats. That's awesome. We can't No wait. doubt. Anyway. Cindy, I want to get your perspective on the Live Tour. What did you think about what you saw last week and about the guys going to play over there? Uh, well, to a guy who played on the PGA Tour for 15 years, he's a past champion life member who um, won a tournament and, and made over 150 cuts. So he's got that lifetime membership thing. And I got to tell you that I just, I don't like the animosity that it's causing. I think it would be fine if you were going to have seven or eight tournaments and it was kind of like a, an entertainment league. That would be one thing. But again, for these guys to resign from the tour, I, I'm just shocked. I'm shocked. It's like, what are you doing? I, you know, your whole life you, you work at your game to get good enough to be able to qualify for the tour. Then you qualify for the tour. Then you play on the tour. Then you win a, you know, a tournament. Then some of these guys have won a lot of majors and a lot of money. And, and I just believe they're doing it. So what's your take? I was initially very uneasy and disappointed that players were going to consider to go over there and play. And as we go back to the beginning of the year, People said, this isn't going to get off the ground. It's never going to happen and all that sort of stuff. And now, boom, here it has happened. But as a fan, I'm interested to see how this plays out. What comes from having two tours? How many players do go over there? What changes did the PGA Tour start to look at and format and whether it's no cut or everybody gets paid, which is something I believe that the players should be getting all along. And I get that, you know, from a money perspective, this is generational money for a lot of the players that are going over there. But I still have an uneasy feeling about where all that money is coming from. Well, you can be bought. We've all been paid. You know, I, I was paid to go to Japan, right? Alan was paid. We went to Australia and played in a senior LPGA event and a, and a men's senior event. So you want the upfront money, right? Yeah, but to rival—I don't know. I just—I can't. Did you see Phil's interview last night? I did. I thought it was yesterday, but I saw that he looked terrible. Um, he clearly had practiced what he was going to say, and and Alan said today because I said, you know, Chris is going to ask me about this Luke golf tour. What are we going <laughs> to say? What am I going to say? And he says, well. If this live tour, are, are they talking about how people can qualify to play on it? No. There's no road map for a young golfer like, oh, I want to play against the best players in the world. Well, you play junior golf, you play college golf, and then you go play on the mini tour, and then you qualify for the tour. And 
you know, that's not what this is about. This is all pain that I feel. I don't know. So now let's look at the European tour event where the woman won, right? Yeah. Now that's that's cool, right? That's something that you know we should do. But it's all within the tours. So if Liv came along and they wanted to do the same thing on the women's side, so there was a women's tour, and I'm hearing whispers in the wind that that could be a thing. So if they came and we're going to double or triple the size of the purses for a women's league, because there are only a couple of tournaments out on the LPGA tour where they play for a total purse of $2 million. Do you think the LPGA tour may be even more vulnerable to the top players going over to play in an alternate league for live? And that might be the end of the LPGA tour. Yeah, it would be. But I can't see them doing that because they don't really like women. Right, <laughs> uh, and the LPGA Tour owns the European Tour, so the women's LPGA Tour owns the women's European Tour. Um, I don't know. I just you got to be careful how close you get to your enemies. You know. So let's take that a step further, Cindy. The LPGA Tour has a tournament each year now that's being held in Beijing, China. China has its own human rights issues, so much so that our government did a diplomatic boycott of the last Olympics. Is being involved in China something that the LPGA Tour really needs to take another look at? Well, where did COVID come from? I mean, that's changed the whole world, right? Right. And nobody wants, that's my opinion, you know, nobody wants to investigate where it came from. Well, we know where it came from, how it got here. I mean, was it premeditated? Well, they hate us, you know. <laughs> Again, we, you can't pretend they are a friend. Right. That's, that's what scares me. I yeah. mean, the world has changed so much in the last two years. Yeah. I mean, it's nuts. I mean, how much is gas? I mean, I don't want to get political, but it's like, this is crazy. All right, let's switch gears a little bit. Looking ahead to next month. We have the LPGA Senior PGA Championship being held at Salina Country Club in Salina, Kansas. You going to be in the field? Well, you know what? I'm in the field right this minute, and I don't want to say anything because if, like, nine people sign up, I'm out. If eight people sign up, I'm still in. And we got till June 29th when the entry deadline closed. So, yes, I've been hitting balls, and I was, I was practicing, and Alan said, you are something else. You're going to be 85 years old and trying to hit it better. I'm like, well, why not? <laughs> well, yeah, why not? Of course I am. Some new irons. They're a little lightweight. Um, graphite shaft so I can swing faster and whatever. I, you know, again, I'm not dead yet. So if you're exempt, <laughs> why would you not go play? Would you play? And of course. Why wouldn't I? Find a caddy, though. He's not, he probably won't go with me. <laughs> <laughs> Cindy, I'm excited to see what's going on with the LPGA Legends Tour. Seems to be gaining traction. More events are being added. We just had the Legends Tour Challenge last week at Pinehurst. There are five more events coming up this summer, including the Senior LPGA Championship and the U.S. Senior Women's Open in late August. Can we see this grow into a full-fledged tour, maybe 10 or 12 tournaments a year? I don't know. 
I hope so, but I don't know. I, and again, most of these events are invitational. Um, so it's only 30 or 40 people that get invited by their friends. So is it a tour or is it an invitational? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, do, is there a place for legends for players? Is there a value? And I would say yes, there is. And I've said we've got some new leadership and I'm excited about that. And again, I'm kind of old. So my competitive playing days, you know, I was never that good anyway. I was always a token field filler, but now I'm really good at teaching and people skills. So I even said to Kathy Harbin, who's helping to run it, I don't need to play in the tournament, but you need to have me do the corporate outing. You need to have me do the women's clinic. You know, I don't need to compete against Annika. I don't need to prove anything. I'm too old for that, right? But there is a place. I mean, I just did two events today, one for Jim Kelly's group and one for Children's Hospital, all the women that run Children's Hospital, right? CEO and the all that stuff. So why? Because they need to learn how, how to play business golf. So that's where you use me. So will the tour grow? Uh, I sure hope so. We've been trying to do it for a long time. They've got, you know, the I didn't know about the Pro-Am, and I asked Kathy Johnson Forbes ran the one, right? The senior LPGA championship, hopefully I get in. The Land of Lakes, I won't get in because there's only 40 people. The senior open, I'm going to try. The BJ's Charity Classic, they want Alan and I to come and teach. And the Rosie Jones Invitational, which is great. You know, all these things are great, but there's going to be 30 or 40 players. So it's not really a tour. It's invitational. But, you know, it, they're great players. I mean, you look at the scores. Who won the last one? Uh, Jackie Gallagher-Smith shot 68 and was tied and won in the playoff. I mean, so these girls can play. You know, and again, is there value in experienced women former tour players? Yes, there is. And I believe if they did a mixture of corporate outings, helping women learn how to use the game of golf as a business tool, and so entertainment, inspiration, and maybe education, that now we got something we can sell. Right. And on top of that, you talk about the word value. I had Jane Blaylock on the show a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about the unprecedented access that fans get to the players at an LPGA Legends event. At any other professional tournament, the closest we can get to a player is maybe 20 or 30 yards unless they've unfortunately hit one into the crowd. But talk about the access fans get to the players at a Legends event. Well, there's no rope. <laughs> I mean, you could just walk up to the tea bar. And again, here's the other thing, and this may sound bad, but when we were younger and all on the tour, they taught us how to handle the fans and be friendly and nice. So if there's one thing that everyone on the Legends Tour does is we're so nice to the fans and we're welcoming and we'll talk to them. And, you know, we do clinics. We did a clinic. We had a pro-am at Chautauqua last year. We did a junior clinic. I said, you know, everybody come on up here. Had a couple of kids hit balls. I mean, it's very, it's educational. And again, you're approachable and you get to participate, which, you know, where else are you going to be able to do that? Right. 
And the other thing I love about the LPGA Legends events is I can relate to how far you hit the ball. I can't relate at all to how you score, but the distance you hit the ball is pretty similar to what I do. I can't relate at all to the men out on the PGA Tour when they're carrying their tee shots 330 plus yards and it rolls out to 370. So I think most of us can gain more by watching you and your peers play because we can actually learn from you. And 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 you figure out that, you know, wow, it's not how hard you try to hit it. It's how well you strike the ball and how you can, you know, maneuver the golf course, if you will, and knowing how to hit shots to the right place. A- again, when I first started trying to play with these girls, I played with somebody that um, didn't hit it very good, and she beat me. And I'm, I told you I'm a brat, and driving home with Alan, and I go, I can't believe she beat me. And she, he turned and looked at me and goes, she misses it better than you. <laughs> and I was like, what? He goes, she misses it better than you. And I'm like, I never, I w- I'm trying to hit perfect shots, right? Being a high D personality, you know, control freak. And this girl was just plotting along, just like Alan does, right? Here, fairways and green, fairways and green. What'd you shoot for <laughs> under, really? You know, so again, learn learn how to miss the core better. There you go. So, yeah, time to look in the mirror, right? <laughs> Cindy, one more before I let you go, and I've got to get a playing lesson from you. And you have a wonderful drill that I've started using. If I start slicing the ball off the tee, talk about putting your feet together and taking a nice, easy swing and how that's going to help us fix our slice. Okay, so... Number one, you need to know that the ball goes to the right because the face is pointed to the right. Okay? Yeah. So now we got to say, okay, why is the face pointed to the right? Well, I heard you talking with Brian about YouTubers. Okay? And I'm not going to badmouth anybody, but when you're searching for a solution and you incorrectly diagnose yourself, you're going to tend to work on something that probably won't be in your own best interest. So why does the ball, why is the face open? Well, if you're trying, let's say you're right-handed and you're trying to keep your left arm straight and you turn back and then you try to get all your weight to your left side, you're out skating the puck and you're ahead of the ball and the face is behind it. So the face has no other option but to shove the ball away to the right. Make sense? Does. So now what you have to say to yourself is, wait a minute, you don't want me to move? I go, no, I don't want you to move. I want your sternum to be still like you're spiked to a pole. And I want you to keep your feet close together, and I want you to swing the club head back and through. Now, if you swing the club head back and through and you relax your left arm, you're going to allow the face to catch up with the grip. Club in your hand and swing it back to the top of your backswing. The club head went back further than your left arm, right? Right. Well, if you pull down with your left arm, where's the face? Wide open. So how do you square up the face? You throw the face with your right palm towards the ball. Really? Yes, with your right hand. Why? Because you got to bring the club head back to the ball to get squared up. The other thing is if you're a visual, you know, when you swing it back, the grip's going to go away from you. Now you got to get the grip back to your tummy. How do you get your grip back to your tummy? you got to throw the head. Well, what's that going to do? It's going to cause you to have club head speed. Oh, not body speed, club head speed, right? 
Right. So again, if you're if you're thinking I got it, you know, in the committee of they, oh, keep your head down, keep your arms straight, you gotta shift and rotate. Well, the more you rotate, you're out skating the puck, the ball's gotta go to the right. If you really truly want to fix, you know, the ball flight and make the ball go straight, then you gotta stop and say, Well, why is the face not straight? Why is the ball going to the right, right? Well the ball's going to the right because you're out skating the puck, so now you gotta throw the face, square up the face to make the ball go straight. And if you put your feet together, you can't move forward. Now, I got to tell you, when I first met Alan a thousand years ago, um, I was at the University of Miami, and he was playing in a PGA Tour event at Doral, and I went to watch him play because a friend was caddying for him. And he put me on the driving range, and he had me stand with my left foot on a range bulb, a range bucket, right? So I'm standing there with my left foot on this bucket, you know, 12 inches off the ground. And I go, why am I doing this? So you can't move forward. Why? Well, then you can't come over the top. So again, you got to stay in position. And the perfect example of that is not only thinking outcome instead of um, process, but on the 18th hole at the P- or the 72nd hole at the PGA Championship with, is it Mito? Mito Pereira? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if you you watch the replay and Dottie Pepper was like, wow, he didn't even, he couldn't even follow through. He was so ahead of that ball. Again, he's thinking outcome. I got to skink it in the fairway. Don't think I have never thought that. I've choked my guts out thousands of times. But again, he got so ahead of it trying to control where it was going that it went dead right in the water. So you've got to stay back and stay in position. That's my playing lesson for you. Well, thank you very much for that. I have needed it and used that one, so thank you for sharing it. Yeah, you want to send me a video? Send me a video. And anybody wants to send me a video, send me a video. Send me at cindymillergolf.com. I'd love to help. There and you that's go. part of it. I, I, I never wanted to teach golf. I, When Alan said he wanted to teach, I was like, are you kidding me? I hate golf. I'm mad at golf. Why? Because I wasn't as good as I wanted to be, right? But I didn't understand it. Thankfully, you know, one of the reasons I asked them to marry me was for free lessons. <laughs> and it's 41 years later. <laughs> right? And now I get it. And now, you know, I don't want to trade him in. I've trained, trained him too well. But anyway, the point being is he made me understand the golf point because I never did. And I hate to admit that because I even played on the tour and didn't know what I was doing. So that's why I love helping people. Nobody's trying to hit it bad. We're all trying to hit it good. Right. But there's so much bad advice. There's so much, and then you got fourteen thousand thoughts going through your head, and then you can't swing the club. I love helping people get better. Cindy, let everybody know how you can help them, whether it's going on your website or following you on social media. Cindy at CindyMillerGolf.com. CindyMillerGolf.com is my website, um, and everything with social media is at CindyMillerGolf. And there is a Cindy Miller Golf YouTube channel. Well, there's not that many videos on it. I probably need to send some more of those. But I must tell you that we are creating the Own Your Game Academy that's going to be online so we don't care where you live. Uh, It's going to be all kinds of video stuff and lessons. And basically, it's going to be improving your game from the inside out. We're going to do golf assessments, what kind of personality assessments, Learning style assessments. Do you want to hear it, see it, or feel it? And then all kinds of instructions 
to improve your whole game. Cindy at CindyMillerGolf.com. Cindy, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy schedule to come back and be a part of the show. You always make this segment so much fun. I always enjoy spending time with you. I love you. Thank you for being here tonight. Thanks, honey. I love you, too. You're the best. I appreciate you. Say hello to Alan. All the best to you and the family. Look forward to catching up with you again soon. Have a great one. Bye-bye. That is the great Cindy Miller, folks. Send her videos of your golf swing. Cindy at CindyMillerGolf.com. Follow her on social media at Cindy Miller Golf. Website, CindyMillerGolf.com. Just a wonderful individual, a great teacher. She works with you on our level. And be sure to go check out her YouTube channel. That's where I found the one that's helping me with my slice. So that drill, I refer back to that all the time. Ball starts going to the right. I start go back to that drill, start all over again, build my swing back up. But she's got a lot of great free videos for you on there. Looking forward to having Cindy back on the show again, hopefully real soon.